along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Edward Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're talking about Airbnb, and in particular, a email that we received from one of the listeners of the show, Jason, who's actually talking about an unexpected thing that's happened that has a positive impact on the Airbnb market. Andrew, do you want to just walk us through what, what Jason was talking about and some of the things you've seen that suggest that Airbnb may not be as impacted as we might have first thought? Yeah, and so th- this is an interesting one because uh, there's there's, a interesting, there's an interesting topic called the law of unintended consequences. When something happens and then it has a consequence that we didn't intend, and, and in this case, quite unexpected, because I've been working with clients over the last few months post-COVID where we've got properties which which are able to be used legitimately as Airbnb rentals. But my instructions have been, let's just treat this as a normal rental for the foreseeable future, at least for the next couple of years. And then later on, you might be able to convert it to an Airbnb when when you know the borders open and more international travellers coming to New Zealand. However... One thing that I've noticed over the last wee while is that everyone's Instagram posts seem to be in Queenstown, for example. Everyone seems to be visiting Queenstown. And it just makes you realise, okay, well, now, whilst international people can't come to New Zealand, people within New Zealand are travelling around. And so, yeah, again, this stemmed from Jason, one of our clients, uh, who said that um, they had a trip booked for uh, for the family to go to Bali in September, and Air New Zealand have cancelled that and refunded their $4,000 roughly to be used over the next two years. And so because there's not a lot of certainty around overseas travel in the next two years, they're actually now looking at what they can use this as far as domestic flights. And so they recently took flight to Rotorua and actually then there was a flow on from that. So they booked some accommodation at a hotel there. They were cancelled to say that the government needs it for quarantine. And so now they're going to Airbnb. And it's this is quite interesting because Two of the hotels that I regularly stay at in Auckland and Wellington are both being used for quarantine as well. And so that means that there are fewer options if you are going to stay in a hotel. And actually, I heard that the Sofitel Viaduct in Auckland has just uh, just closed as well. So again, if you've got some closures, if other property facilities are being used for quarantine, and, and actually this email suggests that they might carry on for a couple of years as well for these quarantine efforts, then maybe there are less hotels and so people will be using Airbnb, which often is, you know, better value, let's face it. And actually, in talking to one of my friends over the weekend, so so I've got some friends, Matt and Adam Harris, the Harris brothers, not to be mistaken for the uh, motorcycle gang in Canterbury, they own a couple of Airbnbs, one in Napier and one in Waiheke, and they hadn't been using those, they'd switched Airbnb off temporarily, and they've just re-engaged, and interestingly enough, Napier, with 20 days worth of being advertised, has actually taken in $3,000 worth of bookings, which is huge, and Waiheke has been slower, but actually what they've received in is quite high compared to what they would expect at this time of year. So what that indicates to me is, again, there's a lot of domestic travel going on. People still want a bit of a break. School holidays are in force at the moment. They're going to places like Waiheke, Napier, Queenstown. And so you're going to have potentially 
more of this domestic travel which will result in Airbnbs being used as well and and fortunately Ed the Data King has got some information to support that. That's right and just before we do get into that just some details around this so Jason had a 3.8k Air NZ credit so they weren't refunds they're crediting you for flights that's got to be used within two years and $3,800 can go quite a far way into some very very nice domestic travel. We know that so many people uh, will have already booked quite expensive international travel overseas that now they have to use domestically if having booked via Air New Zealand. And even though we talked about, I I believe the numbers were uh, something like 4.2 million travellers or 4.6 million travellers come to New Zealand every year and somewhere between 3.2 to 3.8 million Kiwi visits are done overseas every year. Because it costs so much money to go overseas from New Zealand, if you actually cancelled out the airfares, it would be about the same. So we can have the same amount of uh, domestic travel or, or thereabouts as international travel coming coming in here. And because of that, we will start to see more domestic travel around the country because people just move or substitute overseas travel for domestic travel. Now, what's quite interesting is uh, an epidemiologist, Michael Baker, is suggesting that we may have these kinds of quarantine facilities for years to come. And what that would mean is that the several hotels, several large hotels will be closed down for years to come and not available for the general public. And that would mean that that spillover, the flow over goes into Airbnbs. And again, I think that is the the area of unintended consequence that we're really talking about. We knew that New Zealanders may substitute domestic travel for international travel and start going around New Zealand. That's been talked about for a while. But this idea that actually now we're going to use hotels as quarantine facilities, so they're not going to be made available. So now regular domestic tourists have to use Airbnbs. That's something unexpected. Nobody was talking about that just a couple of months ago. Now, when I look at the Airbnb data to see, well, how is how is the market actually operating? It's interesting to note that just last week, in the last week of June, we have had, for the first time since COVID stats have been released, an increase in the number of active Airbnbs on the market. So back in mid-February, from February 10th, there were about 54,000, 55,000 Airbnbs in the country. Now, that steadily decreased to about 39,000, 30, 38,000 active Airbnbs in the country. That has for the first time just two weeks ago increased to 41,000 Airbnbs currently active in New Zealand. So we're seeing a reversal of that decline for the first time. We haven't seen that. And last time I updated you on the number of new bookings per week, which was probably about eight weeks ago, maybe two months ago, I'd said that we had got up from initially back in like April the 6th, there were 2,000 bookings for New Zealand Airbnbs that week. When I updated you, it had gone up to 16,000 bookings. It has just reached 23,000 bookings per week, which is actually above what it was back in February, early February, before we saw a significant impact. So we are seeing a return to normal in terms of the number of bookings per week going on. And this is quite exciting because it's been stable for the last month or so with between 21 and 23,000 bookings per week. What's also quite interesting in terms of the Airbnb market is that when we project forward for the next three months from mid-July to late September, what's really interesting 
is that the average daily rate, the average rate that an Airbnb is charged out at is actually higher than the same time last year, rather than an average of about $85, $87 a night. It's currently averaging about $110, $105 a night. So an increase of about 20 or so dollars per night. Now, perhaps that shows, and it's quite hard to read when you're just seeing aggregated data, but the better quality Airbnbs, the more expensive Airbnbs are those that are being taken out at the moment. So the ones that have a bit of a point of difference, something that's a bit unique, a bit of that classic B&B sort of feel that people are actually going into. But having said that the daily rates, the price that people are paying is higher, the occupancy is still much lower, at least for the next six, six to 12 weeks, we are seeing occupancy lower. So for instance, it's averaging about 30%, 32% this year, as opposed to around 50% last year. So it is a bit down. So people are charging more for the properties, but occupancy is down. But having said that, Forward bookings, so beyond the the next three months, are up. So we are seeing that 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 unintended consequence of locking down the hotels, having a positive spillover effect for Airbnb. Now, look, what we're not saying on the show today is that Airbnbs are going to be fine and we should all continue doing what we're doing before lockdown. That's not what we're saying at all. What we're simply pointing out is that sometimes when you have a bit of a doom and gloom analysis or, or projection into the future and, and thinking that a lot of negative things are going to happen, sometimes there are counterbalancing facts that you don't necessarily expect to happen that just creep out of nowhere and counterbalance the doom and gloom prediction that we initially had and some of these things can't be predicted and I think it's really important to stop say hey we didn't we didn't expect that to happen but it did happen and it's having XYZ effects and so I don't think we've necessarily seen the end of Airbnb within this country because domestic tourists are less, uh, left with uh, little choice. Hey let's wrap it up there but please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast it really does help us get the message out to more people and hey if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I why not check out our No Money Worries email course this is where we've collated our top nine lessons about property investment and we've actually set you some homework as well which means that you can think about how you've invested in property in the past and how that might change in the future based on what you're actually reading. Now I'm going to drop a link to that into the show notes so tap or swipe over that cover art it'll take you right there or you can also go to opuspartners.co.nz slash no money worries. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.